today's Leading Women episode 639 with the wonderful Michelle Garber. Women all over the world, get ready for inspiring and empowering interviews from women at the top of their field who are kicking butt in their business and who are prepared to share shocking revelations from being in the limelight. You are now listening to Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Podcast your passion. Yes, did you know you can podcast your passion, make a difference and make money talking about what you love talking about? That's how I get to do what I'm doing, talking to wonderful women every day here at Today's Leading Women. Want to learn how I do it? Go to podcastyourpassion.com. That's www.podcastyourpassion.com. Yes, women of the world, let's get started. I am delighted to introduce you our amazing guest for today, Michelle Garber. Michelle Garber, the NIPTAC coach, is an independent plastic surgery coach and patient advocate. She works with individuals globally, helping them navigate the confusing world of plastic surgery and aesthetic medical procedures. She has helped many patients find the right surgeon for them and has been an advisor to plastic surgeons and skincare manufacturers since 1998. Michelle is host of the NIPTAC talk show and author of Safe to First, The 10 Golden Rules for Safe Plastic Surgery, a free ebook available on www.niptacoach.com. Michelle also frequently lectures to aesthetic medical providers at national and international aesthetic medicine conferences. Michelle holds a BS in marketing communications and lives in the San Francisco Bay Area. Women of the world, Miss Michelle Garber. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me, Marie. I'm delighted to be here today. I am delighted to have you on the show, and I'm sure our listeners are as well. So, Michelle, I Thank really you. love what you're doing with your business. You are a success in your own right. You put in the effort, you know, the sweat equity, the knowledge and experience to build a special business you call your own. As a result of that, our listeners really want to get to know you, and I want to provide that conduit, you know, that bridge between you and our listeners. So here are some cool questions that we can talk about. Feel free to comment at a time about them, but these are just general questions I have in mind. So let's start with your business. You know, there might be people out there who want to start one, have no clue how to go about it. Can you tell us more about your business and idea behind that niche? Sure, I absolutely can. So I'm what you call a serial entrepreneur. <laughs> I have been in entrepreneurial businesses, oh my God, probably since the 80s, even in the 90s. And mostly it's, it has had a common thread. It's either been media or medicine, aesthetic medicine. And about three years ago, it was about three years ago. Well, prior to that, I was, I've always been in sort of the beauty industry in different capacities. And about three years ago, I decided to have some plastic surgery myself. And at the time, I, you know, I did all the research and I know what I know and I knew a lot. But I still, because it was, for me, it was a little bit more difficult 
for me to break it down, okay, who do I really want to go to? And I, um, I searched and then I ended up asking someone I know, <clears throat> excuse me, who also is in the industry. And I went to see, I went to see that person and I relied on someone else's opinion about it because that person was very entrenched in the industry. Well, anyway, to make a long story short, I did not have a good experience. I did not have a good experience with the plastic surgeon. I learned a lot that I didn't know, as well as the support. <clears throat> Excuse me again. <clears throat> Got a little frog in my throat. As well as the support system to go along with when you decide to have surgery, like my husband, who was very much against it, who wasn't a very good support system. You know, how do you talk to your husband if you're thinking about having surgery? Say it's a facelift. I Googled, how do you talk to your husband before plastic surgery? There was nothing out there, nothing. And I had already started a blog at that time. And from my experience, the knowledge that I have, I decided that I really wanted to reach out to consumers on the consumer end and educate them, guide them, teach them questions to ask, and help them through like a surgical buddy when they do, do go through a procedure. So it's a very special niche. There's not a lot of people doing what I'm doing. And on top of that, I don't get any, any monetary remuneration from any of the doctors or any medical devices or medical companies. So I'm totally independent, which means that I can pick and choose after I vet the doctor who I want to send my clients to. And I'm not tied into one particular doctor because they're paying me. So it's basically I'm very, very passionate about safety safety and beauty, safety and aesthetic medicine. It's a wild west out there. And every day you open up the paper or the internet and there's some story about some consumer who's had something horrible happen to them because they haven't done the research. So that's basically um, why I chose to do what I do and why I'm a, why I call myself a serial entrepreneur is I found out a long time ago, I cannot work for anybody else. <laughs> and that was an awakening, and um, the story behind how I discovered that and wanted to be an entrepreneur. Do you want that story? Mm, I love your story, and uh, that was such an inspiring story. And I love this niche that you could carve out because I agree with you. I mean, be, you know, for people who are undergoing, especially aesthetic surgeries. Um, oh, there's not too many information out there. And I really love that you carve out this because I'm sure, especially for us women, you know, when we're going through surgeries, through a plastic surgery, for example, you know, sometimes we don't want to ask other people either. So having this information out there that you are providing them, really, I'm sure, will be, is really beneficial for this group of people who are going through this process. Love that you have that one. Love that you, you're passionate about this and you are helping so many um, people out there who are going through, through this and who need the information. So you're really like the bridge between them and their, their, their surgeon or their medical doctor. So great. Right. But I also want to say that this is not just about plastic surgery. This is also, I also see a lot of women that just want information. 
on, say, fillers or Botox or uh, body sculpting or anti-aging that are non-surgical or skincare. So it's not, it's, I just want to make that clear, it's, it's not just surgery. It really has to do with the whole self of looking as good as you feel inside and helping navigate through the world of beauty. It's really the world of beauty. Mm, yes, absolutely. So that's for our listeners out there, it's not really about just surgical procedures, but any non-surgical procedures as well, especially in, in the beauty industry, like I said, really important to get those informations first before you go through that. And I'm glad that uh, Michelle has this one out there. All right, let's talk about how you prepared for a success that turned this idea or that turned this inspiration into a reality. Can you share our listeners what are some of your personality traits or your top three personal qualities that help you become a successful entrepreneur that our listeners can learn from? Well, I first want to take you back a little bit to um, why I became an entrepreneur to begin with. And it's a, it's a kind of cute little story. It was I was working for a television program and the woman that I was working for had started this business and it was a very successful business. It was back east and she was selling TV time to different companies and she was making a lot of money. And I realized at that time, wow, I can do what she can do. I really felt that what she was doing was she had a lot of perseverance and she was a go-getter and I felt I had all those qualities. And one day... She said to me at, when we went out to lunch, because I had jumped in and I did some things that I guess she thought was a threat, and she looked at me and she said, this is my baby. So, whoa. So, I knew I was a threat to her. I quit, and I just decided that I was going to do something very similar, and I actually opened a public relations agency um, that's not my background in school. I didn't take PR in school. But what I did have was the drive, the perseverance, and the hunger. And I think if you're going to be self-employed and disciplined, and I found that it was really difficult at first to set up an office in the house and not be distracted. I had young kids at the time. You know, you sit there in front of the computer. This was, I think, the late, mid-90s. You get distracted very quickly. We didn't have Facebook. We didn't have all that, but you still got distracted. And that was the hardest thing for me back then, was really staying focused when I was home during the day and working. But I, I don't take no for an answer. My husband doesn't like that about me because I never take no for an answer. I just keep pushing forward, pushing forward, pushing forward, but not in an aggressive way. I wouldn't say I was aggressive. I would say I was more assertive. And I think it's also important that you don't let other people say things to you that turn it into a negative those voices in your head that say, I can't do this, I'm not good enough, all those voices, you have to turn those voices off if you're going to, success, to succeed as an entrepreneur. 
you really have to turn them off. And if someone says to you, your friend, your mother, your father, your, your husband, well, you can't do that or that's not going to generate any income or whatever it is that they say negative, if you stay positive because that's where your passion is and it's all about passion, you've got to stay on the track. You've got to stay positive. And okay, so you fail. Look, I, I have failed many times. You fail, you pick yourself up. You learn from that failure, you move on to something else. If you feel confident and good about yourself and leave all this other, all this other talk, negative talk aside, you can succeed. Is it easy? No, it's not at all. It's, a very, it's very difficult to succeed, become successful, persevere, and um, forge forward. But you've got to have a certain personality. Not everyone, not everyone does. Not everyone has that personality to be totally independent and not feel isolated. You know, you sometimes when you don't work with other people and you're just in your space in front of your computer, you can feel very isolated. So you have to know how to deal with that isolation and to have other resources and ask for help when you need help. Outsource. Ask for help. Don't plan on doing everything yourself. Mm, lots of golden nuggets in what you've just shared with us. So that's being a go-getter, perseverance, having the hunger or drive, and not listening to naysayers. Great personal qualities here that uh, Michelle just shared with us. And the good news is that we can all cultivate and adapt them into our lives. All right, let's yes. talk about what happened when you started your journey as an entrepreneur. You know, as entrepreneurs, we face daily challenges that define our being. And to get through those challenges, it takes a very special person. And our audience wants to know that special person in you. So what have been your biggest challenges building your business? And how have you addressed or overcame those barriers to success that a lot of women entrepreneurs face today? Well, I think one of my present um, challenges is I do something so specialized that a lot of people, despite all the social media that I do, a lot of people still don't really know what I do. They love when they hear what I do, but they don't really know it. So that, to, that for me has been one of my greatest challenges, even though I've got, you know, 20, 30,000 followers, et cetera, et cetera. It's turning those followers into clients. And when I work with a client, when a client comes to see me and I've helped them and afterwards they are so incredibly grateful. I mean, I mean incredibly grateful. I feel so good inside that I've been able to help them to make the right choice. So I know what I'm doing has a lot of value. That's been that's been my my greatest challenge is just because it is such an isolated niche getting it getting it out there and also having individuals I charge a fee I charge I charge $300 for a 60 minute consultation and then I charge upwards of $1500 if someone needs me to go through the whole procedure with them, go to the doctors, et cetera, et cetera. So yes, it's a lot of money, but if you're spending twenty, thirty thousand dollars on any sort of cosmetic procedures, you know, that three hundred dollars is very well worth the time and the money. So that's one of my challenges now. I think 
my challenges back when I had my PR agency, the other challenge was explaining what PR is and selling. I've always been, you have to be a salesperson when you have a business. No matter what kind of business it is, you're always selling. You're selling yourself, you're selling a service, you're selling a product, you're selling. So it's overcoming the, I don't have the money now, I don't have the time now. It's overcoming all of that when you're an entrepreneur. And I just want to make a plug for Jeffrey Gittimer, um, who you can uh, Google his name online, but he's got some a lot of great tips on um, sales and all, all sorts of little books. Um, and, and they're really very informative. If you feel that you are lacking in some area and can't get the message across to the clients that you have in order to actually close a sale. He's, he's, he's like the, I, I don't know what, what, what guru you would call him, but he's excellent. So it's Jeffrey Gittimer. You can look him up online. Um, so those have been always some of my challenges is, is actually you know, asking for the money. Don't be afraid to ask for the money. And don't be afraid to ask for the money of what you are worth. And I think women have a difficulty with this. I think a lot of women don't think they are worth as much as they're worth. So they don't really charge the amount of money that they should be charging. Because of that self-worth, they don't think that they deserve it. And I think that's a challenge that you really need to overcome. You have to ask for the money that you think you're worth. If you think you're worth $125 an hour, then that's what you're worth, $125 an hour. You're not worth $50. do not negotiate that. You're worth $125 an hour. When someone contacts me and starts to negotiate down from my $300 fee, I say no. Because it doesn't matter if I talk to you 10 minutes, 20 minutes, a half an hour, it's still the same amount of work. And um, I've gotten a lot stronger in that. And I won't negotiate my fee because that's what I'm worth. Mm, great lessons in those uh, challenges that you shared with us. And uh, the good thing is that when we're sharing these challenges and our, the lessons that we learn, we are also learning from each other. So for our listeners out there, let's learn from the challenges that Michelle just shared with us and how she was able to overcome them so that when they do happen to us, we now know what to do. I really appreciate you sharing, especially the one with asking for the money, especially for us women. That is, I know, a struggle for a lot of us. So great that you elaborated well on that. All right, let's just switch gears for a little bit and talk about work-life balance. You know, being a business owner myself, maintaining a work-life balance is so crucial to overall success in life. But the challenge with us entrepreneurs is really how to click on and click off and create a work-life balance, particularly if you have a family juggling many roles. So in your life as an entrepreneur, how do you maintain this work-life balance and what are some of the ways that you accomplish this in the areas of your health, your family, your relationships, and your business? Well, I'm not that great with <laughs> with balancing my work and my and my profession and my um, personal life. That's that's probably an area that I'm not so great at doing. Mainly because I don't have any children at home anymore. My children are all grown, and it's basically my husband. And so 
when I focus on something in business and I'm on the computer and I'm a lot, I'm a lot on the computer. And sometimes I just have to shut it down. My husband gets very mad at me when I'm on the computer so late or on my iPhone so late. And I realize that that's something I need to take better control of is you have to, you have to know when to shut it down. You have to know when to give the time to the people in your lives that are important to you. So even though we're so focused on what we're doing, I think that the life and professional life challenge is, is definitely there, but we have to put it in our mindset or mark it in our calendars and say, okay, I'm going to stop work at 6 o'clock or 7 o'clock, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, or I'm going to make a date with my husband on you know, whatever night it is. And I think you need to have that balance. And if you have children, it's even more difficult and to, to integrate that into your life. If you're home all day, you have to explain to your children, and I did have this challenge, that you're working. You close the door. You put a sign on the door, I'm working, please knock. And you ask them to knock. And you also ask them, is it an emergency? Do you really need me? And, and you, you have to talk to them about what you're doing, why it's important, so they respect what you're doing, and also that your office in your house is your office, and they need to respect that. And so you have to teach them to respect that. And yes, that can be a challenge. And then I think the other thing in terms of exercising and taking a break during the day and taking a walk and make sure that you're not sitting for 12 hours a day is really important. I'm lucky. I live in the Bay Area. I live on the water. I can get up whenever I want and just I go out, take the dog for a walk, and it, it's, it's much better. You get your exercise in if you do meditation or you do yoga or whatever you do, I think you really need to stay in touch with that. Because if you don't have that balance, then you're, st- you're going to start to feel physically and mentally drained. And you don't want to go there. So, yes, it's very important. And it's an area that I also, you know, I need a little bit work on myself in that area. Mm. Love your perspective on this work-life balance. And, yes, love those tips that we can all incorporate in our lives to be able to deal with this work-life balance. I love what you said about knowing when to shut off, communicating with your family, setting those limits and setting those expectations, and most of all, incorporating healthy activities, uh, whether that be walking, whether that be working out, whether that be moving your body is really what it is, what's important, especially for us who are working from home and being on the computer a lot. I notice this because... A couple of years ago, um, I'm a nurse by profession, and when I and, and finally was able to quit my job and do full time with what I'm doing now, I found myself on the computer a lot and sitting, and oh, it's not really good for our body. So really important no. to have the routine. So I have to be, you know, disciplined about my morning re- routines. Otherwise, wow, I can feel the difference. Uh, and of not doing my morning routines that includes workouts and meditation and yoga. And if I'm not doing those, oh, my day and my body is awful. So really important to incorporate those healthy activities. 
Yes. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. I know you've given us a lot of tips already, but I'd love for us to talk about one of the highlights of our show. And that's your advice for other entrepreneurs and those aspiring to be, especially to those who want to follow your footsteps. You obviously got some lessons learned under your belt experience. So take it back to the past. Say you're going to start all over again as an entrepreneur and you are in a class with other entrepreneurs who are hungry and thirsty for success or even for making that first buck. What types of special suggestions or advice and lessons that you learn would you give your fellow entrepreneurs knowing where you came from and where you headed at? And if you can boil them down to your top three tips or advice, what would those three be? Well, I think the first advice, and I never had this, is getting a mentor. And having a mentor or a coach that can really help you in your business. And they should be someone, if it's a mentor, someone that maybe knows the industry that you're in. If you worked for a corporate environment or you've worked for somebody else and then you go out on your own, you know, maybe there's someone there that can be your mentor. I think having having a resource that you're not alone is really important. I've never had a mentor, so I've done everything the hard way. I've learned from my mistakes, and I think that it's not easy if you have a mentor. I'm not going to say it's any easier, but it gives you somebody that you can fall back on or a business coach. I've hired, I have hired business coaches. Um, I think that you have to be ready to work with them. You have to find the right person that has the right fit with you and who really cares about you and your success more than they care about how much you're paying them. So that's something, that's one thing that I would, that I would highly recommend is finding someone to help you. Don't be afraid to ask. If you feel that you're hanging out there or you've got too much work, go and outsource it. You know, there's, there's up, Upwork, which used to be freelance, freelancer.com, or there's Fiverr. And there's all different places that you can pay a nominal fee for someone out of the country, perhaps, that can help you with some of the mundane work that you have to do. And it's not a lot of money. You don't have to put in a lot of money. Maybe it's, you know, if, if it's only costing you, a f- you know, a few, maybe $100, $150 once a month or, or whatever it is. It doesn't have to be a lot of money. So I would recommend that as well. And the third thing is really to persevere. And I think I've said this before, maybe a few times during this broadcast, is if you really believe and what you're doing, then follow that dream. Don't let anyone burst your bubble, even if, okay, you're not going to make money right away, and it takes time to make money, but if you really believe in what you're doing, keep on doing it, keep on doing it, keep on doing it, if that's your belief. So that takes a certain type of personality, and it also takes some financial backing. So I'm not going to say that it's always easy to do that, And if you have a full-time job, you may not want to quit your full-time job until you're really on your feet. And if you don't have a full-time job, you still need, you need some backing, some financing somewhere in order to make this happen. But you can make it happen on a shoestring. 
It is, it is possible, especially today with social media. You can learn how to build your own website. You can outsource for not too much money. So those would be the top three things that I would suggest. Mm, golden nuggets in those tips that you shared with us. So let me just summarize them again for our listeners. The first one is to get a mentor. I really cannot stress enough of this. Second one is not being afraid to ask. And of course, delegating and out- or outsourcing. Really important to, for you to be able to free up some of your time to focus on those that are important or that are revenue generating. You need to be able to delegate. And I have learned this the hard way. I wish I started earlier on being able, on delegating and outsourcing some of the tasks. Third one, which um, Michelle just really elaborated well, is to really persevere. I mean, if you truly believe in what you're doing, keep on moving and achieving that goal that you have um, because you never know someone out there is waiting for that value that you are providing. Someone out there is waiting for you to hear from you, to hear what you are putting out there. Uh, that will, you never know, will change or impact their lives. So don't, uh, don't stop. Um, if you truly believe in the value you're providing, keep putting it out there. So great tips here that Michelle just shared with us. Let's take action on them today and I'll make sure to have them on our show notes. Last but not the least, uh, Michelle, share our listeners that one woman out there that you admire the most and why. I thought about this question because I know you sent it to me in advance. And there, well, there's, there's two women that I admire, and they're both very, very different. So I'm going to just tell you the two women that I admire. The first woman I admire is Jane Goodall. And for those of you who don't know her, she works with gorillas and chimpanzees in Africa, and she has saved them. And I've always really admired them because I have a soft spot in my heart for animals and animals in the wild. And she's done incredible, incredible work and has saved so many chimps and has really, she's so passionate in what she does. And I've gone to visit her, um, one of her institutes in South Africa. And if you see what she's done and how horrible humans have treated some of these chimps, then you'll understand um, why I've always admired her. And the second woman that I admire is Barbara Walters. I always have admired Barbara Walters. Barbara Walters really started as a secretary. She moved her way up the ranks of journalism. She's 86 years old. She can interview anyone in the world, and she's so well-respected, and she has wonderful, wonderful interview techniques, and I've just always really respected her, and I would love to meet her. Um, but she, so those are the two women mm, that so I Jane- admire the most. Right, so Jane Goodall and Barbara Walters Real, they are such, both of them are such an inspiration and uh, for being an inspiration to you, not only to you, but to all of us here at Today's City Women, we salute them. All right, uh, Michelle, share our listeners what's one big benefit that they can get with your product or your service, where they can get it, and what's the best way that our listeners can connect with you, and then we'll end from there. Okay. Well, one of the ways, um, so for products and services, basically the benefit is that I can save you time searching on the internet. If you're very busy, I can save you time as well as money. A lot of these doctors charge consultation fees. Sometimes I can get them waived. But more importantly, it's the safety. It's your health. 
It's your peace of mind. So when you work with me, I vet all the doctors I work with, even if it's just a provider who does injectables. And I can I have nothing to gain by pushing you towards one thing or another, and I never do do that. I tell you the good, the bad, and the ugly. And there's a, a lot... There's a lot going on out there. There's a lot of miscommunication online, and there's a lot that you have to sort with. You know, I always say that it's not like buying a pair of shoes. You know, you can buy a pair of shoes at the store. If you don't like them, you can return them. Well, you can't return your face and your body. So that's really important for people to understand and consumers to understand. A little Botox, you know, it's not really a little Botox. I lecture at medical meetings, and I see some horror stories. So it's not really little Botox, it's not really a little laser, it's not really a little filler. A lot of things can go wrong. And I have a website, which is www.nittuckcoach.com, which tells a little bit about me, my services, prices. But more importantly on there, I have an ebook that you can download for free. And the ebook is the 10 Golden Rules of Safe Plastic Surgery, Cosmetic Surgery. And it really goes through 10 questions to ask your doctor or your surgeon. And they're really very simple questions that people never think about. So download that book and download it for free if you're thinking about having any any type of procedure done in the, in the future because it's just a valuable resource and it is for free. And also, I'd love if you tuned into my podcast, which is the Nip Tuck Talk Show, and you can listen on iTunes and Stitcher and Podbean, and my website is Nip Tuck Talk. And basically, I interview a lot of doctors, I interview patients, and we talk about the truth, not the hype. It's all about the truth. There's no self-promotion on my, on my podcast. Doctors don't promote who they are. You really get a chance to, to hear their personalities, what they do, what they're passionate about, and also to sift through some of all the confusion out there because I interview thought leaders in the industry all over the world. So... It's a great, I like, it's a great podcast. <laughs> I think it's a great podcast and it's a lot of value to the consumer. And I'd love to have your comments. If you have any show suggestions, you can leave them on Facebook. I'm all over Facebook at Nip Tuck Coach or at Nip Tuck Talk. You can find me. I have a couple of Facebook pages, Twitter, Google Plus, LinkedIn. I'm out there. You can just Google the Nip Tuck Coach and a lot will come up. Awesome, awesome. All right, so that's www.niptuckcoach.com. I highly encourage you, our listeners, to go there now and pick up her ebook, The 10 Golden Rules for Safe Plastic Surgery, especially if you are going through a procedure or if you know somebody, if you have a friend or a colleague or a peer that will benefit from this information that Michelle is providing. And also listen to her podcast, Nip Talk Talk Show, to learn more. But I'm sure this is so educational and so empowering to be able to have those information that you need before going through a certain procedure. So really encourage you to go to now www.niptalkcoach.com and also to listen to her podcast and Nip Talk Talk share follow her on her social media as well you can find out more by going through her website at www.niptalkcoach.com. 
Michelle, thank you so much for being so generous in sharing your time, your inspiring story, your expertise, for being a role model to many, and for bringing such a positive energy with our listeners today. Women of the world, including me, appreciate you and wish you more success in business and in your life. Well, thank you so much, Marie. It's been a pleasure to be here. Thinking of starting a podcast? Seriously consider starting a podcast of your own, remembering that it will allow you to grow in ways you never imagined. It will grow your email list, your audience, your influence, and your bank account. Go to podcastprofitsystem.com to get started. That's www.podcastprofitsystem.com. Feeling inspired and empowered to make it happen? Then take the next step and go get your free guide to the top 10 resources that today's leading women use to stay at the top of their game, plus Marie's favorite today. Visit todaysleadingwomen.com slash guide for your free download, and we'll see you on the next episode of Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg.